So let's go to the uh, word of God. Mm. I'd like to read from the book of um, Daniel, or Judges rather. Yeah. Chapter 11, Judges 11. Let me read from verse 1. Judges 11, reading from verse 1. Now, I read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Now, Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a harlot. And Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob. And worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. It came to pass after a time that the people of Ammon made war against Israel. And so it was, when the people of Ammon made war against Israel, that the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Then they said to Jephthah, Come and be our commander, that we may fight against the people of Ammon. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and expel me from my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That is why we have turned again to you now, that you may go with us and fight against the people of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you take me back home to fight against the people of Ammon, and the Lord delivers them to me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord will be a witness between us if we do not do according to your words. Um, this morning I'm, calling, I'm talking about um, on the topic called, called to serve. We are called to serve. And using the um, example of uh, the man of God about whom we have just read, uh, Jephthah. Um, if we read through the book of Hebrews chapter 11, which, um, which is called um, the Christian Hall of Fame, um, we see that the names like Gideon and Jephthah were uh, put there. Uh, those two are among the heroes and heroines of faith. Um, but the story of Jephthah is the story 
of every converted sinner. If we have been converted, uh, the story of Jephthah actually fits um, our description. Um, those of you that um, have listened to me speak on uh, certain occasions would um, recall that I've always said that um, the Bible books have not been arranged according to their age. But rather, uh, according to how the people that are responsible for the compilation of the books of the Bible uh, consider them fit. Um, that's why the book of Job, for example, is placed far away from the book of Genesis, whereas all the events and the happenings in the book of Job, uh, if the Bible books were to be arranged in their order of age, the study of Job should have been somehow inserted uh, within the book of Genesis. But um, when you look at the way the Bible books are arranged, especially the first five books, Genesis to Deuteronomy, uh, it speaks a uh, volume if we care to um, study it. We know that the book of Genesis tells us about the fall of man. So in Genesis, man falls. The following book is the Exodus, book of Exodus, which speaks of redemption. And then the book of um, Leviticus talks about um, worship. And the numbers speaks of service. Then Deuteronomy and so on and so forth. Deuteronomy, the second law. Now, if you put that together, all that together, man is falling in Genesis, redeemed in Exodus, he is found worshipping in Leviticus, serving in Numbers. And he is the one uh, to whom the law will be repeated over and over again in Deuteronomy. Am I understood? Okay. So a fallen man who is redeemed is the one that is qualified for worship and for service. So don't, don't let us ever forget that we are called to do what? To serve. Nothing more. And um, our Lord Jesus Christ had exemplified this while he was here physically. He said he had come not to be served, but to serve. And uh, a whole book in the New Testament is dedicated to the service of our Lord Jesus Christ. Although the king is the king in Matthew, um, son of man in Luke, 
son of God in John, but in Mark, is the servant, the model servant. That's why we have in the book of uh, um, Mark, more miracles are recorded in the book of Mark than in any uh, other gospel. So if you want to reign as king, if you believe that I am always to act like a king, if our prayer is about uh, reigning like king, um, let us not forget that a whole book is dedicated to what? Eh? Edamilo now. A whole book in the New Testament is dedicated to what? No, 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 no. We, let's, let's wait within the context of what we're talking about now. So, a whole book is dedicated to what? Anybody who is so confident of uh, Pastor Ogunbenjo? Uh, yes. Service, that's it. You've been following me. That's good, yeah. And I want to know if you are following me. I don't just uh, preach uh, to the air. What I'm saying is because many of us like to, uh, to rule and to reign because we are princes or more baniwa, we are princes. But don't forget that our own king is also what? Uh, a servant. That's it. So that's why there is no room for puff, puff in the ministry. No room for pride. No room for arrogance. Yes, the Lord will take us to some position uh, that um, will be likened to that of a king, but at the same time, he wants us to learn that we are also servants. And um, we are being reminded here today that we are called to serve. And uh, that's why I said that the story of Jephthah is the story of every converted sinner. What is the story? It is a story of being lifted from the dunge hill, from the refuse heap, and uh, the story of being elevated. Okay? That's the story of Jephthah. From nobody to somebody. From being what he was, as we will see here, to becoming the leader of God's own people. If we don't live by this uh, admonition, we will misbehave in the ministry. No matter where the Lord has placed us, it will not, if we will not be uh, uh, conscious of this fact, there will be room for us to misbehave. Um, let us see Something about um, the man, Jephthah. Psalm 137 says, He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap. Let us not forget that, where we are coming from. Alright? Let us not forget that. The Bible says, Do not forget the quarry from where you are hewn. Okay? When we were doing the induction of uh, 
um, Pastor Dada, the regional hospital in Babalola our region. I ministered there and I said something about this. So um, somebody, this is Zona Spiritan was talking to somebody recently and um, reminding that person he was talking to of my own background. He said, uh, Is he not from Malak Bagba? And uh, that, the, the, I mean, people, have I ever hidden that from you? Did I tell you I was born in America? Oh, in London. Talako Winimi. I'm a village boy. I said that at a Muslim center on Sunday when I saw one of my seniors in the primary school who came to attend that uh, um, service that we held in Lagos on Sunday. I'm a country boy, born in a village, spent my first 13 years in the village. That's me. And I've always been proud of that. If I don't talk about it, I may misbehave. So, I said, when we went to, if you look at some of my files, uh, my A4, A4 files, uh, which we used to keep all our lecture notes while we were students in England, you will see me write, Shegmoladele Alagbagba. That's the village where I was born. Okay? When I went to Israel and we climbed Mount um, Sinai, I took a stone and inscribed, because I saw people writing something on the mountain there. Uh, Lagbaja was here, this one was here. I wrote Shegmoladele Alagbagba. Yes, that's, that's, that's my village. That's where I was brought up. When I was coming home from the U.S., I stayed with Pastor Lomoni in Chicago for two weeks. And uh, he had a piano in his uh, living room. And I went one day on that piano and sang. One of the songs they used to, uh, they asked us to sing when we were in primary school. I sang about my village. Eh? I sang, Ilumi, Ilumi, Alagbagba. Very small on the map of the world. That's me. And um, those of you that are very close to me, you know that I'm, I always talk about this. Why? Because it is the story of the Jephthah and my story and your story too. Wherever you are from, remember your background. The Bible says, erases the poor. That applies to me. Erases the poor out of the dust. I don't know if any of us here was raised out of gold or diamond or platinum. The Bible doesn't say that. But rather, it says, erases the poor out of the dust. Let us not forget that. If we know that we are both dust, we don't... Uh, Huh? Uh, beat our chest. We don't uh, bully people. So we don't just uh, back other people. Let us always be mindful of that. And now uh, look at Jephthah. He was born in sin. The Bible says he was a son of an harlot. Harlot. Yes, 
Although the Bible says he was a mighty man of valor, and yet, yet he was a child of iniquity. Who amongst us is born as a result of holiness or righteousness? The psalmist says, In sin was I conceived. In iniquity I was shaped. Let us not forget that. It's just a reminder. We are all teachers, we are all Christians, we are all elders and um, officers of the church. But let us not forget where we are coming uh, from. Yes, the Bible says, Naaman was a mighty man. But what? Huh? He was a leper. Alright? Um, by birth, Jephthah was bad. Disqualified from entering into the holy place. If you read Deuteronomy 23, it says, one of illegitimate birth shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Even to the tenth generation, none of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord. So if the Lord, uh, if he were to judge us based on our background, let anyone here amongst us stand up and say, I am the qualified one to enter into God's presence and to work for him. So it was disinherited. We have no inheritance in the house of the Lord. Which we are, shall I say, we wouldn't, or there was, that we possibly couldn't have any inheritance in the house of the Lord. Let us always be mindful uh, of that. Um, what again about Jephthah? The Bible says he became a companion of the vain, the worthless people. Verse 3 says, Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Togo. And the worthless men banded together with Jephthah. And they went out raiding with him. He became a kind of a area boy, a brigand. And um, uh, you know, many of us, you know, having been deprived of hope, and uh, when hope was lost, when we became despondent, we lost hope. So then what happened to us again? After that, we became a friend to the worthless people of this world. Yes, your former friends may have been some academics, some captains of industry, but did they, did they know the Lord? They may not be um, a worthless uh, in terms of uh, um, their connection, their wealth and everything, but they are still worthless, vain people, if, he, if they don't know the Lord. And these were the people with whom we used to keep company. So, that's, a, that's, that's the story of everyone. You see? And um, I was at a church, 2020, and one of our friends, a professor, was uh, giving his uh, daughter out in marriage, and we went there to one Pentecostal church in this city. And the pastor there, a very great man of God. He introduced somebody amongst the congregation who came to attend that wedding. To and said, he, said, when we are, he said, he and that person were 
uh, mate in the University of Ibadan. And he said, I cannot begin to tell you all evil that we did there, then. He said, but thank God for the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So many of us, before we were called, had accompanied with the worthless people of this world, the drunkards of this world, the adulterers of this world, the cultists of this world, worthless men. That's the background of every one uh, of us. And uh, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Many of us had, had been in that uh, company before, no stands in the path of sinners. That had been our way uh, before, uh, no sits in the seat of discomfort. So we know, we, we, we know where we were coming from. The company we had kept uh, before being saved and before being called to work, come and work for God. But with all that, the Bible says, the man Jephthah received an important invitation. What's the invitation? The Bible says, and so it was, in verses 5 and 6, when the people of Ammon made war against Israel, that the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Then they said to Jephthah, come and be our commander, that we may fight against the people of Ammon. What an invitation to a brigand. What an invitation to an area boy. What an invitation to a wild person who had lost hope. What an invitation to someone who had been keeping company with a worthless man. The elder said, no, please, out of that band, that raiding band. They were, they were, the Bible said they went about raiding like uh, the uh, 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 Fulani men, like they were doing these days. That's what Jephthah was doing, raiding. Okay? What an invitation. Leave that, come, and be our leader. Although it was a wild son, but they saw in him a kind of energy, an energy that could be useful for God, if that energy is well channeled. Okay? Let's thank God for those who had encouraged us. Okay? Um, many of us, we know what we are using our energy for before we were saved and before we were called. And thank God for the elders. Thank God for the elders everywhere in the world, in the church. We need the elders. Okay? May we not be in want of elders. Okay? Sana, we, we've seen this wild boy, in this brigand, in this leader of worthless men. We see in him something that can be useful for God. And they invited him. Now, please, let us not write anybody off as leaders. Let us not write anyone off. Uh, we should be, as leaders, able to see in others, especially the young ones, something that can be uh, useful for the kingdom. So we should not belong to the um, class of elders that discourage the young ones. Hallelujah. You see, <laughs> uh, I remember when I was doing my Tule, when I was doing my local training many years ago. At a very tender age, I started. And um, 
after I completed two years, under about Kande, I came to Odona, under about Gundino. By the time I got there, I think I was 16. And one day, my father and the Lord, late Pastor Joseph Ogundiran, we were, we were baking the Holy Communion bread in the kitchen. And um, somebody came to tell Baba, he said, I saw, he said, Baba, I was in town today and I saw Baba Lagunju. That's Baba Lagunju who later became the president of the other side. He said, Baba Lagunju said, I should extend his greetings to you, sir. And that one day he will be coming to worship with you. And Baba said, okay, I'll be expecting him. And when that person went uh, from, from us, we were still busy doing the uh, bread in the kitchen. And Baba Ogudiran said to me, he said, he said, look at that pastor that they're talking about. He said, um, he was once a catechist at uh, Agoigbira, uh, somewhere in the village here in Ibadan. He said, but later on, he decided to go to this school and to that school, theological school. And when he graduated, the authority said he should go to the pastoral training institute as a tutor. He said, how could anyone who would be teaching uh, pastors in training not be ordained? He said, that's how they ordain him. And Baba now said to me, he said, Shegun, you too, you go to that Bible college in Akure. He said, he said, he won the Bible college, he said, he won the Bible college, he said, he won the Bible college. He said, that Bible college in Akura, you two will go there. By the time you graduate, you will become more mature. This is, these are words spoken to my life. That's why I must not discourage anyone. Because somebody saw something in me that could be useful. I mean, I, I, as a young boy then, sometimes we misbehave as young boy. So, and thank God for people like that and some others who had encouraged us one way or the other. And if I think, if, if the microphone were to be given to some of us today, we have something to, to say. But let us learn from those elders. Okay? They saw in Jephthah an energy that could be useful uh, for the glory of God. And, um, just like that call went to Jephthah, the same call came to us. The Bible says, while we were here sinners, that... Huh? He died for us. He did not only die for us, he called us. Yes, falling in Genesis, redeeming Exodus, and now Leviticus, worshipping, and numbers we are serving. Don't forget, we are called, saved, and called uh, to serve. Don't forget that Paul was once a blasphemer and uh, a persecutor. But then, when that call came to Jephthah, what did he do? The Bible says, in verse 11, said, Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and commander over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. In, Mizpah. <clears throat> in other words, uh, Jephthah covenanted with the Lord. He made covenants. He spoke uh, uh, unto God. He confessed his former sin. And uh, he dedicated himself. God, if you will do this for me, this is what I will do. He made a covenant uh, with God. He uttered his word before the Lord in Mizpah. You know, the unexpected but gracious call that his uh, elders extended to him had brought about a kind of turnaround, a kind of transformation uh, into his life. So if we claim that we have been saved and called, if we claim that we have met with the Lord and that there is no transforming power 
that is manifest in our life, then that experience is uh, doubtful. And um, I want to say this, that uh, the uh, invitation of Jephthah was to come and fight who? Who? The, the Ammonites. Come and fight them. He was not called to fight fellow eh? Israelites. That's why we have, to, we have to be very careful. Many of us, okay, uh, we, we, we forget what our calling is about. We are called to fight Satan, to fight the host of hell. We are not called to fight one another. So let us know that. And I want to ask the question, what do we use our power for? Our calling, what do we use it for? Okay? Let's be careful. The, the church should be a kind of a paradise on earth. The ministry, paradise on earth, are not uh, anything uh, else. And um, at the end of the day, the Bible says, then the Spirit of the, Lord, of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah of Gilead. And from Mizpah of Gilead, he advanced toward the people of Ammon. After he had yielded himself to the Lord, after he had covenanted with the Lord, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So once we have dedicated ourselves to God, once we have yielded our will to his will, there is no doubt about it that he will endow us uh, with his power. And finally, he was victorious. In verse 32, the Bible says, So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands. The Lord delivered them into his hands. And um, uh, it is an illustration of how God make use of the despised things of this world. Okay? Jephthah was despised, was cast out, he was written off, and yet God used him to deliver uh, uh, the people of uh, Israel and, uh, against, and to, to, to work and to fight against uh, uh, Ammon. Now, um, I want to say that we should not look down on anybody, anybody because of his past. I know that uh, sometimes when the Lord has forgiven you of your past sin, uh, the church may not. That's one problem with the world. They will not. I remember, I'm not going to mention, some of you will know the uh, person, he died uh, recently, very old by the time he died. He was once my choir master. Um, <laughs> but he did something uh, as choir master, he invited uh, um, choir members to his house and uh, it was, he said he was celebrating his birthday but something else happened in, uh, in the corner of his room um, a kind of something that was uh, uh, akin to fetish practice and um, he was suspended and uh, after that he, he went to the Lord and uh, I believe the Lord had restored him but uh, uh, years after, when he became called into the ministry, anytime he comes to that church, people just look down on him. Uh, what, what, what are you going to tell us? What can you tell us? Why are you not the one that we caught doing uh, uh, fetish the, the other time? Although God had uh, pardoned him, but men may not. But we, let's learn from this. Jephthah, an outcast, a, 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 a son of illegitimate uh, birth, uh, 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 son of uh, 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 an harlot, 
and yet at the end of the day, God used him. So is there anyone amongst us today uh, who feels down, discouraged by our past? Yes, that past cannot but haunt us, but uh, we can say that the blood of Jesus is able to wash us clean, to make us whole, and to uh, make us useful uh, for his kingdom. And let us not look down upon, upon anyone, and don't look down upon uh, yourself. And don't forget, whatever the Lord has endowed you with, the power given to Jephthah was to fight Ammon, not to fight the Benjamites, or the people of Judah, or the people of uh, Naphtali, or whatever. So let us all devote and dedicate the power given to us to fight the battle of the Lord, which is against Satan and his host, and not to fight one another. Uh, let us always for, uh, remember our background, where we are coming from, and uh, let us remind ourselves of this all the time, so that we will not misbehave. May these few words sink into our hearts, and uh, may these few words produce uh, fruits that will abide unto eternity. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.